Let's talk about spiritual growth. A solar year has passed since August 2021, and it seems to me as followers of Christ, it is reasonable to ask ourselves, can we see spiritual growth in ourselves? Now, growth is a byproduct of a personal, accurate, and deepening relationship with God. Now, I have no idea how to measure spiritual growth, but I submit it does mean at least two things. First, do we know more about God with passing time? Second, has our heart and character changed to resemble more closely that of Jesus? One would do well to study one by one the Beatitudes in Matthew 5 for a refresher. As believers, we all have a new heart, and by definition, the indwelling Holy Spirit gives us the means to improve our relationship with God and our fellow believers. But the real question is, are you satisfied with your current progress? I offer two scriptures in that vein. 2 Peter 1, 5 through 9, For this very reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue, and virtue with knowledge, and knowledge with self-control, and self-control with steadfastness, and steadfastness with godliness, and godliness with brotherly affection, and brotherly affection with love. For if these qualities are yours and are increasing, they keep you from being ineffective or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For whoever lacks these qualities is so nearsighted that he is blind, having forgotten that he was cleansed from his former sins. Therefore, brothers, be all the more diligent to confirm your calling and election, for if you practice these qualities, you will never fail. For in this way there will be richly provided for you an entrance into the eternal kingdom for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And then there's Colossians 2, 6 and 7. Therefore, just as you have received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to walk in him, rooted and built up in him, established in the faith as you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness. Consider Psalm 25, 4 and 5. Show me thy ways, O Lord. Teach me thy paths. Lead me in thy truth and teach me. For thou art God of my salvation. On thee do I wait all day. Also, we can pray the way David did in Psalm 139, 23, and 24. Search me, O God, and know my heart. See if there's any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Now let us consider three ways to do a simple self-evaluation. First, there is the tongue. We don't have the power to get an accurate picture of ourselves like a spiritual CAT scan, but we do have a reasonable substitute in our tongue. Our tongue is the window of our soul to reveal what's in our heart. Luke 6, 45. A good man brings good things out of a good store in his heart. An evil man brings evil things out of the evil store in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. According to James 3, 2 through 12, if we can control our tongue, we can control our life. The ultimate mark of maturity with godliness is the proper restraint and positive use of our tongue. Why? What comes out of our mouth is what's really going on down deep in the heart. 
And then there's Ephesians 4.29. Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouth, but only such as good for building up, as fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear. Pray Psalm 141.3. Set a guard, O Lord, on my mouth. Keep watch on the door of my lips. Next, secondly, how is our patience and perseverance? Look at how God changes us. In 2 Corinthians 3.18 says, But we all, with unveiled faces beholding, as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as the Lord the Spirit. Now, glory to glory, or that's one step at a time. Change for a Christian is progressive, sometimes haltering, but always ongoing process. So the question becomes, are we waiting on the Lord? Then there is an ultimate checklist in Galatians 5, 22 and 23 with the fruit of the Spirit. Remember, that is a self-contained package, not pick one of the above. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. How are we doing? Do we sometimes need motivation to keep on keeping on? It seems to me there are two carrots and one stick. First, the carrots. When we don't want to read scripture, struggle to offer a meaningful prayer, don't want to go to Bible study or church, what keeps us is really the certainty and hope that if we will live God's way, there is a reward of indescribable beauty and value. Another means of motivation is the blessing of God. James wrote to the group of people, and he said that if you will sow fruit in peace, living a life of integrity over time, you will reap a harvest of righteousness. That's in James three seventeen and 18. Having come to Christ, you have a true friend in the Holy Spirit who will motivate you with the love of Christ to please the Father. But do recognize the old natural self will put up a fight to have you to take it easy. Matter of much prayer. Now the stick. The Bible teaches that God is going to judge every believer. 2 Corinthians 5.10 This judgment does not have to do with our sin, but with our works. Once we trust in Jesus as our Savior, we are forgiven. That's the end of that subject. But we must remember From the moment we come to Christ until the moment we stand before him, we will be held accountable for what we say, what we do, or left undone. We will have to give an account for every act, every thought, and every dollar. We'll be judged for what we did with our spiritual gifts, our time, our energy, and our talent. Philippians 2.12 Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, so now, not only is in my presence, but much more in my absence. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. And finally, there is Philippians 1.6. And I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion on the day of Jesus Christ. So keep on keeping on and make it a blessed day.